Hello, Lioness Queens. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I definitely sure am just doing it. Um, This platform definitely is a creative and positive way that I can minister, empower, and help women who've experienced the emotional trauma from separation and divorce like I had. This is episode three. Woohoo! We're still in the month of March. Today is March 10th, and we are still talking about God's love. I'd like to start out with a weekly quote to kind of get our minds thinking and working again. I found this quote from an article from Twitter. Um, and I don't know if the organization is called All Change, please, but. That was kind of what popped up. And the quote says, when you replace why is this happening to me with what is this trying to teach me? Everything shifts. So first, let's think how to interpret this quote. Well, when you're in the heat of a situation like we've experienced separation or divorce, the first question that really pops up in our mind is, why me? We even ask God, why did you allow this to happen to me? Then after you see that situation, and it becomes, oh, well, maybe there was a reason behind it, then those thoughts lead you to what was the lesson? If I personally, if I applied the quote to myself, I must admit that I went through a lot of why me questions. What about you? I'm sure you did as well. Personally, I must admit I was a little, I was a little bamboozled. Now I knew, now I know it took my ex a minute to propose nine years. Mm, It's a long time. Get down the aisle, but I really felt God had orchestrated everything in my life at that time from the engagement, wedding day, honeymoon. You know, I had already told you I had a destination wedding with 40 guests. I mean, everything just seemed ordered by the Lord. But when my ex wanted to be separated and divorced, I was like, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? And I mean, I had the audacity to ask multiple times, God, why? Like, I'm your servant. You know, I just didn't understand. I almost felt like God gave me the wrong assignment because I felt I didn't deserve. I felt like I was being punished for something I didn't do. I concocted all these different things excuses as to why I felt I felt like God made a mistake in my life. Have you ever felt that way? Have you felt or do you still feel that God made a mistake? We forget that God is all knowing. (laughs) His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And we can't question the one. Let me say again, the one who created Everything in our lives. 
He is the creator. He is Alpha and Omega, all wise, all powerful, all knowing. But we have the audacity to question what we experience in life. How and why do we feel so entitled to know what God is doing when he's the author and finisher of our faith? Definitely there's some entitlement, right, that we can have. I mean, ultimately, we are king's kids. But why do we do it? Some of us even, I mean, we've done it to our natural parents. We question them why. (laughs) You know, I mean, you can see little people do it all the time. Well, why, dad? Why, mom? Why, why, why? And parents will respond (laughs) because I said so, right? I know my parents did. Don't question my authority, but I know what is best for you. So we need to stop questioning and start believing no matter what. What I believe, I must remember that God is in control. The second part of the quote relates to the lesson, which takes time to, I mean, really, I mean, especially when you do not see that you had anything to do with the separation divorce. You know, I did not see the lesson that God was trying to teach me. Actually, I thought the lesson was for my ex-husband to realize the great wife he had, the woman of God he had, how he messed up, how he neglected me, how he, 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 right? I didn't relate the lesson to me. I thought God was trying to teach me patience in the storm. You know, baby girl, just ride it out. You know, till the end, see what the end is going to be. And my ex would learn the lesson and then we would be happily ever after. That is what I had in my head. But again, God's ways are not our ways. Like I said before, did you think the same? Did you think the lesson was for your ex, not for you? Yeah, this is how I thought even Standing and believing that Romans 8, 28 says that all things work together for good to them who love God. I thought everything was working together, connected to my ex, learning the lesson. The lesson had nothing to do with me. But God was trying to get me to learn some lessons along the way for myself. Can you identify for yourself the lesson God wanted you to learn? Well, for myself, I, you know, God wanted me to learn that when a person shows you themselves, believe them. Actually, I believe this is something Tyler Perry says in some of his Medea movies and plays. When people show you who they are, believe them. It's who they are. Now, definitely we can believe in more and potential, but po- potential is only potential. There's no evidence of potential. But we as women make a lot of major decisions based on someone else's potential. So does potential pay bills? Does potential 
know their role in a marriage? Does potential even understand how to put marriage as their first ministry? Does potential understand that the spouse is first after God, not parents or children? Does potential understand that you don't just quit a job before having another job because you are the priest of your home and you are the provider? Does potential stay out all night with, and hang out with single friends? Does potential spend multiple days at church more than spending time with their family? Does potential go out and make Huge and big purchases impacting the home's finances without communicating with the spouse first. Potential. Does potential abuse their bodies with alcohol and drugs without seeking help? Potential. Does potential allow one spouse to do all the work? Clean up the whole house? Raise a whole children by themselves. Potential. Sometimes we think things will change or or we can change people. But we can't change people. Actually, the potential they are supposed to see in themselves and act on it. They're supposed to see. It is not our job to be superwoman and point it out. Potential has to be seen within. I'm sure you have some examples yourself of potential you saw in your ex-husband, but it wasn't enough, especially when they didn't see it in themselves, which is why the lesson wasn't for them, but it was for us. God wants us to learn the lesson. And that is the beginning of the healing process. Now, definitely we'll have triggers. Even if you have remarried, there can be triggers, right? That'll pop up and it'll take you back to your previous marriage. But there is comfort in knowing that God is able. Now, this week, I wanted to touch more on God's love and how much God loves you, Lioness Queen. I remember I had to get to the point of learning how to experience God's love for me. I always knew God loved me, but after the separation, I had a challenging time experiencing his love. Did you feel that way or do you feel that way now? Experiencing God's love is a way of thinking and really in a nutshell is seeing him as our heavenly father. How do you see God? Do you see him as your heavenly father? God knew after I got separated, he had to help me to know him as father. God has all of these names, all of these roles, all of these different identities. And for this specific situation, he wanted me to know that he was my daddy. Now, definitely this concept was not new to me, but he wanted me to experience him as dead for myself. He wanted me to get it and experience him in a way 
that I had never experienced him before, especially on this level of intensity. I was hurt. And when you're hurt, the first thing a father wants to do is to care and love and show love to his baby girl. Amen. So this week, I wanted to touch more on God's love and how much he loves you, Lioness Queen. I remember I had to get to the point of learning how to experience God's love for me. I always knew God loved me, but after the separation, I had a challenging time experiencing and feeling his love. Did you feel that way or do you feel that way now? Experiencing God's love is a way of thinking and really in a nutshell is seeing him as your heavenly father. How do you see God? Do you see him as your heavenly father? Now, for me personally, God knew after I I got separated, he had to help me know him as father. God has so many identities, so many roles. He encompasses so much that even my small brain can't even fully comprehend. But whenever God's children are hurting, he wants to comfort you as a daddy. Now, definitely this concept wasn't new for me. I've experienced God. I've experienced God as as my dad before, but this time I had to experience him on a deeper level and more intense. Now, definitely, if you didn't have a father, natural father, you didn't know your father, you weren't close to your father, this can be challenging. This can be a challenging concept for a lot of women to experience. It's quite sad to say that many women have never had a dad who they could relate to, who they could call when they were hurting. So it's challenging to understand and accept God as a heavenly father figure. As a human being, it's natural to try to earn the love of a parent especially a father. But with God, he loved us before we accepted him and before we even knew him. The popular scripture, John 3, 16, lets us know that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have an everlasting life. God sacrificed his son for us. That's love. Can we, can we do that? Could we give up our children like the Lord did? I don't think so. But he did it for you and me. He did it to save the world. He did it so that we could have total access to the throne of God. He did it for one reason, and that was love. Everything that he does is connected to love, but we seem to forget that. 
First John 419 says we should love because he first loved us. You have to understand God's love to understand how to experience it. I truly believe our negative mindset limits how we experience God's love. And in a nutshell, how we internalize and process the separate separation and or divorce through the lens of our pain, turmoil, anguish, loss, infidelity, hate, abuse, and trauma. All of these things have the ability to misconstrue God's love in a way that allows strongholds, walls, and blockages to stop us from receiving God's unconditional love. It is not that God isn't giving or showing unconditional love, but is our mindset blocking us from experiencing it? Now, let's be honest about this thing. What negative mindset blocked you from experiencing God's love? I teach a group counseling class at a local community college. And just this past week, we had a counseling session that I facilitated. And it was on, I was teaching my students about cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT. You may have heard of this concept in therapy before. But there was an activity that I, that I did in class and I said, hey, I think this would be a great activity for me to share on my podcast. I'm just going to change up the activity, but it's the same concept. So I want you to do this exercise after the podcast. This exercise will give you a clear picture of how events have happened in your life and in my life that have blocked us from experiencing God's love and trusting him with everything. Now, I want you to really take time to do this exercise on your own. But let me tell you what you're going to do. I'm about to go through the steps. So you may want to write down the steps so you'll have an idea. I'll try to post another um, podcast just on the steps with this activity. So you don't have to re-listen to the whole thing all over again. I want to give you some food for thought about this process. Now, find some paper lying around somewhere. It would be great if it was lined paper and a pen or pencil. But what I want you to see in this process is I want you to see how the separation and or divorce or any setback can build a stronghold or blockage from you moving forward. So what I want you to do is position the line paper in a way like you were going to write on it. So first, I want you to draw a high mountain on the paper with roots at the bottom. Do not worry about drawing the perfect mountain or being a Picasso. <laughs> it's not important. 
If you want, you can draw a line at the bottom kind of indicating where the ground would be. And then having the roots come from the ground, that's fine too. It's not about the perfect picture, but I want you to understand the concept and the process. Now I want you to separate the inside of the mountain into three even layers. If you're using lined paper, then it's kind of easy for you to make, um, to follow the lines. But if not, just eye it out. Now I want you to label different areas on your paper on the mountain. So I want you to first layer, the first layer at the bottom is the roots. So you should have drawn roots at the bottom. And I want you to label that as separation, divorce, and different things that have that happened in that marriage that were negative. Okay. Then the next layer above the roots, which is the base of the mountain, are your emotions or feelings. Then the next layer, which is in the middle of the mountain, those are your irrational thoughts. Then the top layer, label that as your behaviors. So let me repeat. Now I'm going to go from the top of the mountain to the bottom. So the top mountain should be labeled as your behaviors. The middle of the mountain should be labeled as your rational thoughts. The base of the mountain should be uh, labeled as your emotions and feelings. And below the base where the roots are of the mountain, those um, that I want you to label as different things. So the main thing is the separation divorce, but I also want you to put down things that happened negatively during the time you were married. Now, the goal really of this exercise is to see the link between what happened to you. That led to your negative emotions that led to your irrational and negative thinking, and that ultimately led to your irrational behaviors. Now, we know that separation and divorce happen, which is the root. And everything that you experience, especially negatively, is the root. So whatever those things are, I want you to write those at the bottom, at the root. For this segment, this is one of the main root. Um, the separation and divorce is the main root, but definitely there could be other roots. So I teach a group counseling class at a local community college. And just last week I facilitated a group session and I taught my students about cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this technique, but it's a short-term therapy that helps people find new ways to behave 
by changing their thought patterns. And so it's all about connecting our thoughts to our behaviors, our looping thoughts, irrational thoughts, negative thoughts. And from those lead to negative choices and negative behaviors. And so we did this really neat exercise. And I said, man, this would be good to share with my podcast listeners, um, especially um, connecting the dots in the event in the separation and or divorce and how it led to negative emotions and negative feelings and then how it led to irrational thinking, negative thoughts, and then how it led to negative choices and behaviors. And so what this exercise will do is give you a clear picture of how the separation and divorce that happened um, in your life has blocked you from experiencing God and trusting him with totally everything. Now, I really want you to take time to do this exercise. So I really would like for you to do it after the podcast. Feel free to um, listen back to the podcast and directions. Um, I'll try to go slow. So if you want to take notes and write it down so you'll have an idea when you do the exercise of what to do. So the first thing you'll need is some lined paper and a pencil or a pen. Um, and really, that's kind of all you need in order to get this little activity started. And so the goal is for you to see um, how the separation and or divorce has built up a stronghold or a blockage or a wall that impedes you, inhibits you from moving forward, from moving from a place of pain, a place of bitterness, a place of anger, a place of unforgiveness to a place of wholeness. And so what I want you to do is I want you to position the paper in a way as if you're going to write on it. And the first thing I want you to do is draw a mountain, a mountain with roots. Now, I really would like for you to draw the mountain really high so you have enough space to kind of use every line on the paper. Don't worry about drawing a perfect mountain or it looking like Picasso. It's really not important. And if you want to draw a line at the bottom to indicate a separation between the ground and the roots, that's fine as well. Now, I, what I want you to do is draw the roots at the bottom if you haven't already. And then I want you to make three even layers inside of the mountain. You can use the lines if you want. If not, just eye it out. But you need three even layers inside of the mountain. Now, I want you to label each layer. And so let's first start all the way at the bottom of the page, which is the roots. And so what I want you to do is write roots because that's what they are. Then at the base of the mountain, I want you to write emotions and feelings. And then in the middle section of the mountain, I want you to label that as irrational thinking. And then at the top of the mountain, I want you to label that as behaviors. So from top to bottom, 
The top of the mountain are your behaviors. The middle of the mountain are your irrational thoughts. The base of the mountain are your feelings and emotions. And then the roots are the roots. Um, and so now what I want you to do, again, you can do this exercise as I'm going through it, or you can do it after. It's up to you. But what I want you to do now is to, for the roots, I want you to write down separation and divorce. Because that's the main event that really caused the root um, to build this mountain that you see in front of you. But then also I want you to label some of the roots as other events that were unhealthy in your marriage, in that relationship. Um, Because it doesn't necessarily always have to be only or solely the separation and divorce. You could have experienced abuse. You could have experienced neglect. You could have um, experienced some type of traumatic experience. You could have experienced loss. There's different types of things that you could have experienced that cause roots in order for this mountain to grow. So those are the things that I want you to write by your roots. The next segment is the base. And so the base, so from all of those incidents and events that happened, caused you to feel a certain way. From those roots developed your emotions and feelings. This is... It causes your heart to pump faster. It causes adrenaline to flow. It causes you to feel all of these different emotions and feelings, negative emotions and feelings, let me say. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to write down, if you thought of all of the emotions, I want you to write them down, but write them down one line at a time. Now, depending on how big your paper is, you may run out of room. If you think about all of the emotions that caused that were came from the events below, you may not have enough space. And if you don't, it's okay. But write write them all up to that second that middle layer. And if you have more, just write them inside that section. Now let's go to the middle layer. So from The roots, the roots cause you to feel a certain way from those feelings cause you to move to the second layer. And that is irrational thoughts. Now. Well, I want you to write down all of the irrational thoughts that ran through your head that came from the emotions that came from the separation and divorce. Write them one line at a time as well, all the way up to the top line, to the top, to the top layer. And again, if you run out of space, you can still fill in um, the area. But I want you to write down all of the irrational thoughts. What were you thinking That was negative. What were you thinking that was irrational coming from the separation or divorce? Was it suicide? Was it blaming yourself 
Was it trying to hurt the other person? Was it thinking about you're not a good enough? Thinking it was all your fault? Thinking, why me? Thinking, what could I have done different? Thinking, what could I have done to keep him? Thinking, maybe it was all my fault. What were those irrational thoughts that you were thinking? I want you to put them in that middle layer. That's interesting. Research says that our heart sends more messages to the brain than in reverse. So your emotions and your feelings that you had from the separation and and divorce really fueled how you passionately felt negatively towards the other individual. Now let's get to the top layer. The top layer relates to the behaviors. So as a result, again, as we go through that process of thinking about all those things and all those different layers from those irrational thoughts, what type of behaviors did you adopt as the new you? Did you become isolated? Did you start drinking? Did you start planning out how to end your life? Did you stop going to work? Did you cut your friends off? Did you stop going to church? What are those things that you did? What negative choices did you make? I want you to write them again, one on each line. Now, now that you're all the way at the top, you may not have enough space, but you kind of get the concept of what I'm trying to do. I know this is kind of a lot to take in, but I really want you to visualize this process and how this process and how this mountain was created in your life. Now, when the only thing in front of you is a mountain and that is all you see, you can't see anything else. You can't focus on anything else. I mean, some of you, if you're doing this exercise while I'm talking, you really need a, a, a more paper. You're, technically, your mountain could have been even higher. What we fail to realize is the enemy doesn't want you to see anything else but that mountain. <coughs> Excuse me. The more you focus on the mountain, the more each layer grows. As a result, That is what you're focused on. The less you focus on God, the less you experience his goodness, the less you see God in everything. And ultimately, you can't even experience God's love. I implore you to look at the mountain you drew. Or you will draw. If you're going to do this later. We have to manage those roots that are that go down deep. 
and they go down deep in our subconscious. We have to manage our emotions, manage our thoughts, manage our behaviors. How do we do that? Do you know how to do that? The only way to manage this mountain is with the truth. Well, what is the truth? The truth is God's word. This is the only way to negate the lies, to uproot those roots that have grown and grown. We have to cancel out and uproot the lies that the enemy has told you. The misconception is that we do not have a choice, but we do. We have a choice. We have a choice in how we feel. We have a choice in what we think. And we have a choice in what we do. God's word has written everything that we have a blueprint. Everything that you need, everything that your heart desires. It's already written out in God's word from beginning to end. He is Alpha and Omega. So there's nothing that he hasn't thought of. Nothing is missing in his word. We just have to use it. We have to apply it. But we do have a choice. My prayer for you is that you understand the root or roots, let me say, of your mountain and understand the process of what the enemy is trying to do. He is trying to build up a wall in your mind, but you have the power and authority as a joint heir with the Lord to battle your mind with truth so that you can experience God's love to move forward, lioness queen. Even when Jesus dealt with rejection, abuse, mistreatment, even when he was on the cross, taking his last breath, he didn't build up a mountain with negative thoughts, irrational Irrational thoughts, negative emotions, negative choices, even while in excruciating pain. Jesus had to make a choice. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus had to come in agreement. But he had a choice. Jesus had a choice. He knew that that was the plan. He knew what he needed to do, but he still had a choice. So if Jesus can do it, we can do it too. God isn't calling us to the cross. But this cross that you are bearing, God can help you. He can heal you. He can deliver you. He already came to set the captives free, but you have to use his word for your life. It's not that Jesus didn't experience things. That's why he was sent here. He was sent here so he can empathize and relate to the different things that we experience. But he also had a mindset because he knew that no matter what, God will restore and bring balance. Do you know that? Do you know God will restore you and bring balance and give you a peace that passes all understanding? A peace that passes all your questions, all your doubts, all your confusions. 
Is that a word? Confusion. <laughs> but you understand. Jesus can give you the peace that you're looking for, that you're desiring. But you have to trust him. And the only way you can do that is within his word. When you get to the point when you know without a shadow of a doubt that God is a restorer and he can give you back everything you lost, even greater, then you are in the right position and the right place for God to pour into you. You can't feel or experience God's love when you do not believe in him, when you do not trust him as your Abba Father. And he can do this. He can handle any situation. He is El Shaddai. There's nothing that he can't do. Man. Woo. I'm so excited about this journey that we are on together and where God is taking us. But we are going to knock down this mountain with the word of God. And that is what I want for you, Lioness Queens. I want for you to apply God's word to this mountain. The scripture says, speak to the mountain and that mountain will move. But you got to speak to it, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to go through this process so you can see how the mountain formed in your life. God wants this mountain to come down. So that you can experience his love so that you can learn to love you again and so you can be open to love again. Man, Whew. where did our time go? Wow, that time kind of went by fast, y'all. Wow, next week we'll continue this discussion. Man, this was a good this was a great week. I really enjoyed this activity and I hope you uh, work on the activity and just look at the mountain. And you speak, you start speaking to that mountain. You start applying God's word to that mountain and that mountain will come down. Amen. Thank you for listening. And remember to spread the word about this podcast, um, helping women work through the emotional trauma of separation and or divorce. I am your lioness queen, Reverend Dr. Marisha. And now let's end with our daily chant. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. God bless you. See you next week.